Welcome to Journey on My Mind, a podcast produced by Journey Church. Our mission is to provide practical guidance for navigating the complexities of modern life by combining psychological principles with biblical counseling. Join us on this path where we explore the meaning point of science and faith and offer insights to help you on your journey. Welcome to A Journey on My Mind, and we were just discussing the fine art of how to remove snot from children's <laughs> noses, and we are so glad you joined us um, due to uh, this small device that is seated, placed on my um, podcasting table that looks like a nose sucker, Yeah, when in reality it is to blow dust off of a keyboard for a computer but yeah. here i am with sam <laughs> and I, I love how you multi-purpose <laughs> i things. i can't help yeah. it yeah and uh sam yeah. uh long time pastor here at journey yeah seven years this time around yeah first time about the same. same yeah about seven same. so 14 <laughs> yeah. years yeah and, i'm almost eight now and dave verhagen yeah. a uh, fine psychologist here working with uh southeast psych and uh uh well-respected member of Journey Church. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. We don't no, even have members no, at Journey Church. Right. It can't be that. Uh, and you must be talking about Ellen. Ellen, right, yeah. his, his yeah. lovely spousal <laughs> unit. And, uh, and, and then we also have a guest with us today. Her name is Lacey. That's right. And she is our dog, a King Charles Spaniel. And she growled at me. Yes. She seems really sweet, but then yes. she, she did not yeah warm up no quickly. she is now she's now licking yeah, now me, we're, so okay. we're good <laughs> she's um, comfortable yes she's uh she hasn't been to the office in a while yeah, so i think that's part of it so we're having an hvac system put in our house today oh you're doing that now. yeah that's fun and, and so uh she was a little freaked out by these guys going in and out of the house so i thought <laughs> oh, i'll just bring her take along. her with me yep 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 so, HVAC, that's a party. Yes, and a furnace. So, <laughs> yes, I just did that earlier. This I know, year, I or know. last year. It, but, what are you, you gonna know. do? Yeah, you know when they say, you know, this one's pretty rusted well, out, and I don't think we can da 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 da. And it's yeah. weird. My kids have enjoyed being warm in the winter and yeah. cool in the summer. Oh, and I can't get them to quit liking that. What? So I have <laughs> to fix it. You had to fix it. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I yeah. convinced Ange it was fine. She was fine. She was good right. for the kids. Yeah, so. yep. A fan yeah. and a blanket. And she <laughs> was you good need, to go. Guys. Right. Yeah. Those Eight kids, pairs yeah. of long underwear. Yeah, spoiled. See, They're spoiled. Spoiled children. See, spoiled and rotten. And around this table, the smart one is the guy who rents an apartment. That's oh, right. That would be Dave. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. there's something wrong with my air conditioning. Call the landlord. That's Fix right. my air conditioning. That is exactly why we're in an apartment. Uh, I know. 100%. It's so it's called wisdom. You know, I do not. Yeah. After I lived in a house for 24 years, yes. two different houses. Yes. And it's like after you repair the yep. garage door opener yep. and you have to replace the hot water heater and you yep. have to clean the gutters and you replace the deck yep. out back. It's like, why do I want to do that to myself? Yeah. Right. I'm just in an apartment. Like, I send an email and say, come replace the this. garbage disposal. The next morning it's, it's right. replaced. I don't, I never want to touch my smoke alarm batteries again. Exactly. Right. There you go. That's exactly me. I see how you said it. Oh, up. is that why those beep yeah, all they the time? Did, yeah. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> I found out a thing that causes my dog insane anxiety. And that's <laughs> when you don't, when you're not at home yeah. and it decides that it wants to just beep randomly. Oh, like every, yeah. Ours does that. But it's like the loudest yeah. noise. And the dog is like, oh, dude, she just starts shaking, like oh, panting. And I'm, oh, my gosh. Oh, it's, yeah. So <laughs> if we could talk about how we deal with our dog's anxiety. Today. We'll okay. have a whole <laughs> podcast on dog anxiety. anxiety. Okay. Yes. Our, my dog has is having anxiety right now that I might leave her here. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but she's, she's happy now. She's sitting right next to me. In her happy spot. Yep. 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 So, um, uh, as we uh, continue down this uh, path of, of mental health and, and spirituality and where they intersect, that's our attempt on this uh, Journey on My Mind podcast. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're hoping to um, make sure, or at least try, to explain how they're not in competition with one another mm -hmm. and actually how they complement one another. Mm -hmm. And um, the mind is a big part of, of the spiritual journey and the Bible speaks of it often. And so uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about the psychology of violence. Yeah. And uh, since we live in a, I would say a violent culture. Um, violent, For sure. Vi yeah. Violence is very much so part of our um, normative 
uh, cycle of news, but it feels also, like it affects somehow almost yeah, daily. It's like part at least of, it comes across our news our feed, pad, right? Yeah, right. some way. Yeah. On Twitter. the day that we record this, yesterday yeah. there were two mass shootings. Yeah, yeah. right. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yes, and we are recording on May fourth. May fourth. May the fourth be, be with, with you. you. Yes, yes, we had to for say all it. Of our... And we apologize out there for all of you who are tired of the <laughs> Star Wars. Um, Never. But our entertainment, yeah. I would also argue, is is also rooted in, in many ways in violence, mm. um, from movies to TV shows to video games to uh, so violence has become. Um, not just a, a regular news item, but also a source of entertainment. Mm -hmm. And so with that, you know, the, um, did, okay. Did either of you guys grow up playing, um, guns and, uh, shooting people with things? We had these, we, we yep. played wars. We called it war. Yeah. And, uh, we called it war. We did. And we had uh, big, they were called, we called them rubber guns. We would take, um, um, old tires, old inner tubes from um, bicycles, yep, and m make those into bullets. And oh we my gosh! We would stretch them over our rifles, and we would have um, clothespins hold on to them, and and we would shoot each other. And man, would we get welts! This I'll was bet. this was before the uh, advent of paintball and airsoft. Airsoft guns, yeah. Do you guys play war at all? Oh or? yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. We had, yeah, we had lots of versions. Yes. Some were more serious than others. You yes. know, the neighborhood, like we called them dirt clawed wars. You know, oh, like we the had big, dirt clawed did? Fights. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was. I took and a those dirt were, clawed to the eye. Oh, oh yeah. snowball fights. But when they explode, it's like a, mm -hmm. it's cool. It's a thing. Yeah. Snowball fights. Snowball fights. Yeah. Have you been in an actual fight? Have you been? In, I have. Oh, yeah? Yes. I, I, I would bet. I, I've been suspended I'd a, from school. I'd take a cash bet that Sam's been in more than one. <laughs> you would be. That's what I, I always say. If you see my nose, I was talking when I should have been listening. Oh, you that's did say the this. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. Right? yes. So, yes. so yeah. do you, how many fights have you been in, Kevin? Um, that I actually got in trouble for? Just no, one. Just, oh. Oh, my. I was I was the youngest of two, of three, <laughs> of three boys. So you would fight brothers? Sure. And infinity then, there yeah it was just an ongoing deal um i, I was raised in a home of um what, what I, I guess we were proud of our name because we were told to be we didn't take anybody we didn't take crap from anybody my dad taught us how to fight hmm. and um the town we lived in was a blue collar paper mill town it was divided on racial lines mm. not like you might think yeah there was the irish uh, yeah. and there was the norwegians <laughs> and there was the polish the norwegians the, yeah and uh <laughs> no the they, brawling norwegians yeah, actually this is oh, some man. large norwegians oh, <laughs> oh, they're, uh, they're sturdy the, oh, yeah. Yeah. the brawling vikings yeah, they're vikings yes yeah. yeah so yes no it turned um so you learned how to hold your own on the playground yeah. so yeah I, yeah i was in a few scrapes sam do you have a particularly good um, fight story Anyone stand out? There's a there's a couple I'm trying to choose between. Um, Dave seems to be avoiding the topic. Yeah, oh, I'll tell, I, I want to get. Uh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. Um, yeah, I would say okay. So I was little. I didn't weigh a hundred pounds till almost my junior year of high school. So I was a little guy. My growth came like junior year through like my sophomore year of college huh. was when most of my <laughs> most of my my growth came. And you're still growing. I'm still I, I growing. So appreciate yeah, I'm 48 that. years old and, and still look at growing. You go. Yeah, look, look at these at ears. Go. They won't stop. Um, but uh, so I had a couple bullies mm. that um, mm -hmm. that uh, and they're it's funny because they're. If, if they for some reason ever hear this it's uh they their names like they sound like bullies like ah. shane spidell was one <laughs> yeah and forrest carpenter was Absolutely. the other right yeah. those are they sound yeah. like movie bullies right uh -huh. yeah i hold no ill will guys if you're ever listening to this. but anyway um so <laughs> not anymore so okay so there was uh forrest carpenter was probably the one who really i mean mm. it 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 he picked on me a lot and mm -hmm. we were I, we would walk home from school it's about a half a mile walk and i was riding my bike it was kind of in that slushy winter time and and uh forest comes uh comes out and sticks a i'm sorry it was shane i'm mixing him up shane is the one shane, i'm sure it we doesn't care. matter right i'm sure shane we care. sticks yes. a uh, stick in the spokes of my oh, tire oh that's right? that's a bad and it, and it flipped me over <laughs> 
And I face planted into the yeah. like into the luckily it was snow, so yeah. it, you know, it didn't, didn't make me much so uglier, but yeah. Yeah. So um so I jumped up and I grabbed that stick. It, there was him and a and a <laughs> another. So I grabbed that stick and um I proceeded to they didn't ha- they had a hard time getting home, let's say. Oh. So this is the culmination though. That night about midnight, we get a knock on the door. It's apparent. Nope. It was the Indiana State Police detective oh, who, boy. who had questions about because I had I mean you beat I, them I bad. They, like you yeah, it was them. bad, bad. Yeah. So um, long story short, it ended up, I mean, I was literally in bed. I'm laying there in my underwear and mom comes in. She's like, you better put some jeans on and come out yeah. here. And I was like, it's midnight and they're, I, I, um, I'm dead meat. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I come out and they literally looked like detectives and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just free. I just That's start funny. crying. You That's know, really I was funny. young. I was only 32. So I was yeah. very young. At the <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but I, uh, and Angie was comforting. Yeah, she you. was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but um, I was in sixth grade at this time, yeah, I think. Right. But uh, wow. So I tell the story, long story short, you know, I they figured out that I'd been being bullied, and uh, so nothing ever really happened other uh, than we had a meeting with those parents. But sure, that was that's one that had kind of it went it one, went right? it went pretty far, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been in one fight in my life. Oh, Gary Rudiger, sixth oh, grade. Okay, <laughs> Gary Rudiger, sixth yeah, grade. Sixth grade seems to be a theme here. And I was on the playground talking to Keith Torian. Oh, okay. Wow. Gary you, Rudiger comes okay. out of the blue, like flying across the the playground yeah and takes a swing at me uh no reason no provocation we hadn't had any words before he just came flying at me and like threw a punch and i ducked it i grabbed his hand i wrenched it behind his back and i threw him on the ground and he ran off and i looked at keith tory and i said i think i've been in a fight (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome that's That's so perfect and then i retired yeah that's right i'm one and oh there you go there you go and i think if i had to fight now i'd fight dirty like i'd do a lot of oh yeah hair pulling and oh high screaming scratching yes eye gouge i have no knee to the groin right attack from behind the whole bit like i just fight dirty yeah at this point yes i'm with you i have two fights that come to mind uh, one was when I was in um, kindergarten on the first time I was on the bus. I didn't realize that this was going to be an ordeal, but um, somebody was picking on me on the bus and my dad said, if somebody picks on you, you just hit him right in the nose with the palm of your hand. Oh, oh my gosh. So I hit That's him. That's like a death move. That's yeah. like so a death blow. Like so a, I hit him in the like nose a, oh, with no. the palm of my I was a kindergartner. It's like Bruce Lee. an older kid. So I hit him in the nose and his nose started to bleed and I got kicked off the bus the first time I was on the bus. Oh, Imagine. no. Um, and you, you, and can't, I, you can't break a kid's nose anymore. No, right? Not yeah. on the bus. And then uh, the second time we moved when I was in high school in the middle of football season, and I got, um, I was uh, shamed by a bunch of the upperclassmen linemen. Mm-hmm. They taped me to the po- the goalpost with tape and ridiculed oh, no. me. And um, and so. I, I told him, I said, you're going to regret this. And uh, one by one, I got them each alone. <laughs> Did you really? And they and regretted they it. it. Wow. That's yes. awesome. They that? were much bigger than me, but they were they were not <laughs> yeah, very tough when they you have get them to, alone. And they have to sleep sometimes. That's right. right. They, right? Do. That's the, they do. You know what, though? Yes. I feel like most of the fights I got in growing up, was it was squashed after that. It would be uh, like a disagreement. Right. I mean, sometimes it would even be like a... They'd be yeah. your buddy later, you know? It's like not, you go behind these, the... None of these guys were my buddy Okay, later. all right, yep. all right. So those were... But I, I got the respect of the rest of the football team, so... But I feel like that's kind of how we played it out. Uh, yeah. Though, one of, well, yeah, yeah. You one know? of them I got caught oh, no. in the locker room, the, uh, the starting left tackle on offense, <laughs> and he was a big man. And uh, but he didn't know how to fight. Yeah, that's the problem. You got to know how to fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> the I had him, I had him on the ground, and I had my foot on his arm, and pinning him. Mm-hmm. And it was in a position where I could break it. Yeah. And the coach came out and said, "You are in serious trouble, Dixon." And I said, "Yeah. Do you know what he did to me? And you watched him do it to me." And I said, "If you're going to make a big deal out of this, everybody's going to know about it." Wow. And the coach turned around and walked back into his <laughs> office. <laughs> did, did the kid have a cast later, or were you kind? Nope. You I, showed. You I, showed. I, mercy. And that was the end of it. He was in tears by the time we were done. Yeah. So. Did you do the karate kid thing? Live or die, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> I did. I, I, I fought like 
somebody who was a hundred pounds smaller. Huh. Well, so, yeah. I think we've all learned value. Yeah, we have, we have. We have. We've today. covered our fight stories. We have. How about that? Which I guess makes the point that we yeah. we, we know violence. Well, we've <laughs> all of us have grown up to some degree, you know, yeah. to varying amounts of aggression or violence Absolutely. and things yeah. like that, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's. I mean, even that those stories make the point of like. For just most people mm-hmm. growing up, you're exposed to something, mm-hmm. yeah, particularly guys, but but men and women, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of violence, and there's a whole range of it. You yeah. know, there's like that kind of schoolyard fighting yeah, to right. like yeah. very extreme you know, mass shootings and all that. Oh yeah, yeah. So the challenge today is, I think, to take this topic and give good information in a way that doesn't just feel academic, mm-hmm. but feels like you're getting equipped with some ways of thinking about. Violence in a good way. That's, yeah, it's great. I, I think that's okay. the challenge. Yeah, I love it. So um, that that's what we want to dive into. I think, and yeah, um, that's great. Mm-hmm. Let's let's start with kind of big picture violence. There is uh, an increase in in mass shootings. Yeah, we know that. We'll come. We'll, we'll we'll weave that through. Okay. But there's all kinds of there's there's other violence that occurs in you know there's domestic violence and there's mm-hmm. um, other kinds of uh, you know threats and violence that that are part of our culture. Road sure. rage, like right, so well, exactly. dark everywhere. Yeah. 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 So yeah. what have you heard, or what might you think are some of the reasons for that? Like what are what are the things that people put out there? Like this is why we have this. Uh, violent culture because we do relative to other cultures Mm -hmm. or or especially um, industrialized countries we have a high rate of violence right we do yeah yeah well you know there's kind of the the big three you always hear about movies video games and uh what was boy i nailed it didn't i the big three movies video games and music ah oh right that Mm -hmm. that yeah, influence. Tend to get yeah the influence of yeah. those you know like so violent media. Violent media. There got you it. go. Right. Yeah, got yeah. It. What else? I I would say, um, bullying is got to be got to be part of it where there is a, um, a marginalizing of people mm-hmm. where they have they they come to the end of themselves. Yeah, and, and part of it is the there's no outlet. There's no means by which to solve the problem that they find themselves in. Mm. And they also, a lot of those cases, they end up in suicide too. So I think violence and suicide kind of go together a little bit. But okay. I could be wrong on that. Mm-hmm. From a well, what about? Um, oh, never mind. I'll, I'll I'll come back to it. Go ahead. <laughs> You're gonna hold that. Yeah, I'm gonna hold that. Hold that. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold this. Loneliness though. might be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a well, okay. A culture that has learned. Um, has has not learned actually is what i was going to say was has not learned how to deal with conflict in mm. a, in a constructive way um so i think there's a number of things well one of the, what i was thinking about i didn't know if you were going to go there but i'll just kind of ask is like with bullying and like now with social media mm-hmm. it's like when i got bullied i could go home and close my door and i was away from it at least for a time and now uh, with social media it's it's like it's coming in your into your home with yeah. you it's with you all the time so I wonder how that affects per- persistence. Um, yeah, the persistence, the persistence of it yeah. always being targeted. Mm-hmm. Good. So what we're doing right there is, I think, what we do in our own homes and in our own heads is we tr- we're trying to we yeah. hear things and we're like, how do we make sense of this? Mm. Right. And yeah. and that's what we're trying to do is make sense of this. And it's like, is it yeah uh, violent video games? Is it that? rates of bullying are going up is it that right. social media is called you know all yeah. those kinds of theories that we have and people latch on to a particular theory theory mm-hmm. right right and i hear people say we're better than this and i've come to the conclusion we're not yeah maybe not mm-hmm. yeah yeah this is maybe us yeah so before i dive into to answers for that which yeah. i think i can give some some okay. solid stuff yeah uh let me give you my history of violence okay, okay. <laughs> not, yes not just my fight with oh, Gary not Rudiger. your not your personal right. history of violence, <laughs> but um, so right out of grad school, I took a job in Charlotte, North Carolina, working in community mental health, and my job was that I was the clinical director for a program that served very, very aggressive and violent kids. Oh wow! And you had to be certified to be in the program. the The state of North Carolina was under a federal lawsuit because they weren't providing services for kids that had 
violent history and mental wow. health issues. Yeah. Wow. They were just kicking, kicking them out, out of everything yeah. or they were incarcerating them. Yeah. That's all they were doing. They weren't providing it. So they were mandated to serve them. But to get in this program, you had to be certified by a long history of violence. And the story I always tell is there was one guy that got nominated to be in the program and he got turned down because he had only committed one murder. If that gives wow. you an idea. Like one, he, right. Wow. Just one. He didn't have a history of it. He just had one bad thing. Wow. Um, so you had to not necessarily commit murder, but you had to have this long history of violence. Mm-hmm. So here I am, right? Right <laughs> out of grad school. Right. Yeah. And just, you know, the, yeah. the little skinny white guy coming into this yeah. environment where there's huge amounts of violence. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working with these kids in all kinds of different settings, community settings, secure settings, group homes. Um, and so that was my early career. That's mm-hmm. what I did. And we piloted some studies around what things help kids uh, become more resilient and less aggressive. Um, so in, in that context, a guy named Randy Borum, who is one of the top three violence risk researchers in the world, really? actually yeah. approached me and said, you're a practitioner. I'm a researcher. I want you to consider writing a book with me about violence risk assessment for juveniles, for kids, where I provide the research, you provide the clinical sort of, so we did. And and out of that, then I sort of, that became an early specialty of mine. And I would go, you know, speak at different places. And I was, you know, Portland and Seattle and all California. Mm -hmm. I I spoke, I was uh, a speaker for the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Nice. Which by the way. Do they pay well? Uh, yeah, and they <laughs> all right. and they actually uh, I did a day long training for yeah. them for a national conference. I didn't know this. They are the FBI, yeah, of Canada. We yeah. think of them as like I think of them as like just the, riding around on the horses or the police. Dudley right, do right. They are the yeah. federal yeah. police. Okay. But anyway, so I did. The point being that yeah. even I, I I somehow found myself in this world that right. I had. I won't say no interest in, but just like, how did I get here? You got thrust, huh? But out of that, I learned a lot. I bet. Yeah, I bet. So that's the, that's where I'm coming from as like, uh, what is, what is the research and what do we really know about this? And is, Mm -hmm. and one of the other things I was thinking about when, before we jump there is domestic violence and the the root of domestic violence and where does that come from and, yeah. and the connection between addiction and, and alcoholism mm. and other things. And so there was, because th- that was really my first stint up in Lee Heighton. There was a lot of domestic violence mm. up there in, Pen- in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And I'm actually making a note of talking about substance use too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that might be a, a, a theory that people put out there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let me start with a couple of principles. Um, Violence is a little bit different. By the way, Lacey is yeah, guarding just, us. If you heard saw somebody walk by. That's hilarious. <laughs> against the person on the sidewalk. Uh, <laughs> speaking of violence. <laughs> the dog growls. Thank God there's a wall between her and that. Oh, yeah. 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 Trust she, me. She weighs all of, what, 20 pounds? Oh, if that. Tr- I think so. Something like that. Yeah. Eight pounds. Yeah. yeah. So um, violence is almost always the term is called multi-determined meaning there's not usually a single Ah, so you know these these sort of theories that we put out there like is it violent video games is it single parent families is it that we won't let kids pray in school is it right (laughs) Right, all these theories that we sort of generate right um it rarely, rarely is a single thing. Yeah. yeah. It's not as simplistic as we would hope. Right. It's usually multiple, multiple. <laughs> factors coming together. And it also is an interplay between that person mm-hmm. and their environment. Mm. So there's the context. And you might take this one person who might act with violence in a particular situation and not in another, mm. potentially depending on yeah. the interplay between those things. And the other principle that we start with is that violence is almost always purposeful. Mm. The purpose is often bad, right? But what that means is it's kind of at the end of the day, it's knowable, even if we don't know all the reasons. Okay. So when we kind of unspool this and look back, they did it for a purpose. There was a, there was a purpose. Now the purpose might've been driven by a, a mentally ill thought. Yeah. 
but there was a reason behind it. It wasn't mm-hmm. just people don't just sort of snap for no reason. Right. And then act. There's the buildup over. There's something that's time. Go, right. Yeah. And yeah. I know those sound, sound um, basic, but it's important because we, we tend to get very reductive or very simplistic. Yeah. And I think it's this and right. I think it's totally. That. And, and it rarely is. Right. It usually is multiple reasons interacting with the environment. Mm-hmm. And there's some purpose in that person's um, psychology that drives it. Okay. Yeah. So the reason why that's important is because how you understand a problem makes a big difference in how you presume to fix it. Okay. Correct. Right. Yeah. Yes. So let's let's kind of begin hinting at bringing this into faith and the spiritual. Mm-hmm. If your simplistic idea is, well, we need to put the Ten Commandments on the wall, mm-hmm. or uh, put prayer back in schools, and that's the reason why there's increase in violence is because we've taken Take God out of out. public right. schools. Uh, right. You're, you stand a really good chance that you're going to miss a good way to fix it. Right. Right. We'll talk about that potentially yeah. at the end. Okay. But do you follow my idea? Yeah. Like, so the idea is that like, that's a singular approach to a right. multifaceted kind of. Right. And it might even be wrong. Right. Okay. Right? Yeah. So you first have to say, is the, is the solution correct? Mm-hmm. And it, even if it is correct, it might be partial. Yeah. You know, it might be, this is one of, of a multitude right. of, a multitude reasons. of yeah. reasons or things that we can lean into or be, or, or, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Then one other distinction, and because I'm going to come back to this in a minute, um, in the research, there is a difference between violence and aggression. Mm. And that's an important distinction because of how people interpret or misinterpret the research. So aggression is any kind of rough behavior. Okay. So like if, you go out in the playground and you get in a tussle and you're rolling around on the, yeah. on, that's, that's aggression, aggression. or, um, anything like that. Yeah. Violence is where you've done tissue damage to somebody where you crack yeah. their nose on the bus and okay. they, yeah. or where you brandish a weapon. Ooh, it's yeah. something where there's a weapon involved or there's physical, physical tissue damage to the okay. person. Mm-hmm. That's really important. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it sounds like we're just splitting hairs, but we're not. Here's here's a good example why okay. that's important. Yeah. Have you heard that um, when kids play more violent video games, they get more violent? Have you heard that? Yes, I have, I heard, have that. heard that. Yeah. That is patently false. Right? Okay. What the research says is when kids play more violent video games, for a period of time, usually measured in hours, they're more aggressive. Okay. So you put kids in one room and they're watching let's say some semi-violent video game where people are getting bonked on the head, not necessarily even a bloody video game. Yeah. And then you put kids in another room where they're watching, you know, a nature Barney scene, or something, yeah. a Barney. Yeah. And then you let them out on the playground and you code their behavior. The kids who are in the first room are going to tackle each other more and they're going to mm-hmm. play yeah. rough. Yeah. That's what the research says. Okay. There is no research that's, I will say, credible that <laughs> says that, there's kids direct... who play violent video games become more violent. violent yeah. Okay. And that's why this is important because there is research that says it increases aggression. Mm-hmm. But what that means is what I just described. Right. Yeah. Um, the closest that we've come to is, and, and this is where sometimes the research becomes a little overreaching in their, in their conclusions. There was a study, for example, where someone could set off an air horn against an opponent. Huh. Right. And so they would, have them play violent video games and then they do something else and they'd set off the air horn. Yeah. That was the measure of a, aggr- of violence. Ah, uh, that's not violence. No. Yeah. You, you follow that? Yeah. yeah. Totally. That's just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> now that'll turn to violence. You yeah. Yeah. Turn yeah. To yeah. horn yeah. in yeah, my That's ear. right. You yeah. do that one more time. Yeah. Now we're going to get violent. You're going to have a hard time finding that. Thing. For now we're just at aggression. That's so right. Keep it there. <laughs> yes. That's right. <laughs> that's really good. So it, it's important because we hear these things that say, Oh, uh, you know, kids that watch these violent movies or kids. Yeah. That is something we do not know to be true. Is that in general with media in general? Okay. So not just games, but music or movies. Correct. Correct. We do not have a solid base of research that says. Direct correlation. Violent media affects violent behavior. Okay. Okay. Or creates violent behavior. Um, And and by the way, there is counter research that Mm -hmm. says. 
in countries where they actually play more violent video games, uh-huh. like Japan yeah. and there are others, the rates of violence are much, much lower. Is there philosophy, is the philosophy that they get it that out they get that. it out on the game then or something? Could is be. there a okay. yeah. I mean there's one fascinating study that I saw that that when you had kids being exposed to some kind of violent video game. And again, sometimes the violent video game in the research is not even that violent. Mm-hmm. It might be like a Mario level thing where you're oh, yeah. you know throwing you a banana at somebody or, or you're yeah. doing something. it's not even that that actually rates of aggression went up for a period of time and then after about an hour or two they decreased and the point was yeah the conclusion was what we're measuring is not actually i've seen aggression and now i'm acting out aggression but that i'm hopped up yeah okay yeah it was fun. right right yeah i'm, I'm physiologically yep. hopped up yeah yep. and if i play the game long enough my yeah my uh, nervous system just sort of levels back out yeah. again. So I'm not, you know, two hours later, I'm not going to go out there and tackle it. Because we re-regulate after. Exactly. Is that kind of, okay, yeah. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Huh, that's so stimulus. That makes sense. Yeah. Stimulus. Yep. Okay. And now one more principle, and then we'll get into okay. specifics. Um, there are different types of violence and aggression. So there is a kind of violence that is called reactive, mm-hmm. and then there's kind that's called proactive. Okay. So reactive is exactly what it sounds like. You say something about my mama and I punch you in the nose. Yep. You tie me to the... Yep. You well, tie me actually, to the goalpost. Actually, I'll come back to that. And that that's, was proactive that's too. A, that's proactive. Yeah. yeah. That's a little That's I, a little trickier. So uh, proactive is it's planned and intentional. Uh-huh. Right? Right. Now. <laughs> then I was, I was <laughs> definitely were, proactive. You were proactive. Yeah. I'll make you pay. Yeah. So reactive is... There's in the something in the moment. There's an impulsive, hot-headed response. Yeah. We get in a fight. And then there's proactive aggression or violence, which is, you know, I'm going to get you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now you have all that information. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, going back to our principle, how you understand a problem affects how you fix it. Right. Yep. How you understand it affects how you fix it. After these school shootings, and by the way, there have been school shootings every year for, I think, 40 years. It's not new. There is more of it. Just more of it. But it's not new. Mm -hmm. Um, But... After Columbine, all these um, right. people like me, these talking yeah. heads, would get on CNN and other outlets, and they would say, "We need to teach our kids conflict resolution skills. We need to teach them how to deal with conflict. We need to." Do- yeah. Um, the kids that did the shooting had been in conflict resolution uh, mm. groups. Okay. Okay. So why? What's the point here? that conflict resolution helps with reactive violence mm-hmm. not proactive exactly ah. mm-hmm. so if you if you put someone in a anger control group mm-hmm. a conflict resolution group the chance of them having less reactive violence or aggression is really high yeah it actually helps it doesn't touch proactive aggression mm. or violence i believe that so how you understand something makes a big difference and in how, how you, you presume it. to fix it. Yeah. And so yeah. for years we were just pouring resources into these kinds of like interventions. Like, like lumping the two let's, types. Let's together. teach anger control. Let's yeah. teach conflict so, resolution. Let's and we were missing the fact that these are two different, different things. Uh-huh. So road rage would be reactive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so yes, to to the point of would would a person who had a pattern of road rage work well in a anger control therapy or a yes okay yeah yeah probably so okay more than likely similarly a lot of domestic violence yeah right yeah um, it, reactive most domestic violence not all but most of it is reactive some of it's proactive but but a lot of it is reactive i'm getting you know i'm a little under the influence and I'm getting overheated and then, right. and I'm not, I mean, I'm not minimizing this at all. Yeah, but my yeah. point is that it's, it's a thing that happens in the moment Yeah, and a person may be predisposed to that kind of reaction. Sure. But yeah, that would be a great intervention. Get them in an anger management group. Yeah. Get them in that kind of therapy, work on that. Sure. Well, here's a question, Dave. Yeah. So like, I know we were talking about like Kevin's response to that. Like that was a proactive, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like an instance, like, with my story where I'd been bullied for a while and then there was a moment where I did react, is that... It's reactive. That would be considered reactive yeah. then, even though there was a buildup? Yes, okay. because almost always there's reason. Again, okay. it's like there's reasons why it 
by yeah. the person. But I wasn't I, I wasn't sitting there plotting like right. I'm going to get them yeah, just you waiting for that moment. You didn't put a tripwire. Exactly. Or, you know, or you okay. didn't plot like I'm going to hide behind right. this bush mm-hmm. and jump out wait, and ambush. hit him with a two by four. Yeah. Just wait to get him Thank alone, you. That's baby. good clarity, though, because yeah. I, I, I think that's helpful. Yeah. Just, okay. just wait till I get you alone. Yeah. <laughs> that's Kevin's. <laughs> yeah. So th- th- this is why it's good to understand this yeah. stuff well, because how we collectively think about this stuff mm-hmm. makes a big difference. Yeah, right. for sure. Because we're going to begin to prescribe these solutions that may be misguided. And, you know, to go back to my prayer in school idea, um, right. I think you could make a very, very strong case that that's a misguided mm-hmm. effort. Right. It's not anything against prayer praying, in school. Right. Or pr- prayer in general. Right. I mean, we believe that prayer can be effective. Yeah. We believe that, that people who... Right. Um, who who have tender hearts toward God. Right, yes. Um, it shapes are, them. It shapes sure. them. Yeah. Yeah. It shapes but this them. idea mm-hmm. that the reason why we have more violence is that it's because we took God out of the public schools right. is, again, one of these simplistic ideas that just does not yeah. Yeah. hold up. And I could give you lots of, re- lots of evidence yeah. For, for that. Yeah, right. Yeah, because okay. yeah, there's a lot of schools around the world that never had God in them. And... Exactly. And, mm-hmm. the, and, there, we, and have, we have much higher rates of, let's just use the term religiosity and mm-hmm. church yeah. attendance than other uh, countries that, yeah. that have much, much lower rates of violence than right. we do. Yeah, for sure. So you can, it, it'd be very hard to make yeah, that. It's hard argument. to make the correlation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, this is why I'm trying, especially as faith communities, right. pushing us toward not just accepting simplistic answers because right. if we're going to be really engaged with our culture and with our with with well, people in our community we have to think well about this yeah it's it's the simplistic idea of sin management if we just teach people what is wrong right. they won't do it anymore or they won't move in that direction or they won't you know so we oftentimes christian was christianity was framed up in this idea of sin management yeah and um so then it just taught you to not tell anybody when you're sinning right yeah (laughs) or doing something wrong or Mm -hmm. whatever but however you want to say that so there's that's the that's the move away from okay let's not talk about sin management let's talk about what it means to actually follow jesus Mm -hmm. and what that looks like and what you're being invited into and it's something yeah proactive violence is not really a a thing that i'm overly proud of that i've done in my past (laughs) Um, <laughs> that that I would say actually um, uh, that that causes me still some guilt because mm-hmm. I hurt people. Yeah, yeah. Um, though they hurt me, I, I you know I could justify sure. it. I could justify it in my brain, but I still feel like oh yeah, I probably shouldn't. Have wish done I'd that. have done that I, different. I, I wish yeah. yes, a lot different. Yeah, I hear you. But I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, and 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 that's okay. I mean you know we almost all of us do things when we're right kids when, and when, our, when we're 16 years we're old 16 and yeah. we're banana heads yeah. that have you right. know, no yeah. frontal lobe <laughs> right we do a lot of yeah a lot things, of dumb stuff a lot of things we wish we could have over <laughs> and by the way that's a really important part to point that i want to make development is, yeah is that most kids mm-hmm. most i mean like huge numbers of kids that do acts of violence when they're kids never do an act of violence as an adult yeah right? that the research is very clear about that and so that's an important distinction too, is you might see a kid, including mm-hmm. the kids that we worked with, um, yeah. you know, in, in, in that the other program, program that, that when they get into adulthood, yeah. they're not doing anything right. like that. Yeah. What's a bigger predictor is if you, let's, let's back up. If you have two 16 year old kids yeah, and one, let's say is beating the crap out of these bullies. Yes. Like hypothetically, like, <laughs> hypothetically uh, yeah. just happened. Right. You know, yeah. getting them alone and then yeah. beating the crap out of them. Um, but doesn't have a history, you know, a long yeah. history of violence or you, you some, but you know, yeah, I, but not much. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you've got another kid that's doing the exact same thing, but he was doing violence in middle school, elementary school and so on. He was a kid who was attacking the teacher, biting other kids, uh, yeah. uh yeah. You know, bullying, yeah. et cetera. That kid is more likely in adulthood to have a problem. Even if their behavior as a teenager is identical, uh-huh. the one that starts stuff when they're about that age, you know, yeah, younger. Uh, well, no, starts when they're in adolescence. Right. But doesn't have this long, long history 
or this kind of constant mm-hmm. drumbeat of violence, that guy's not especially high risk. Right. And that's, again, important too, because sometimes we have this idea the kid does something horrible when they're 15 or 16, you know, they yeah. committed armed robbery or something like that and bad, yeah. but we have to charge them as an adult where from a research standpoint, they're that, yeah. that doesn't really line up. Yeah. They're right. still 10 years away from being fully developed. Yeah, right. And right. they're, so is this, you know, we're primarily talking about the male gender here. Is it, does it, equally play out among females as it does among males or is it this a predominantly male issue it's more male it's more male for sure okay yeah mm-hmm. it's predominantly male there are females who commit acts of violence yeah. but it's much more rare okay men have much more difficulty with anything behavioral any kind of behavioral problem men <laughs> you're gonna see it in the dudes <laughs> yeah yep, for you're sure gonna see it in, in the guys <laughs> yeah so, uh, so, <laughs> yeah oops yeah if we brought our wives in here and yeah. said hey share your history of uh you yeah. know Vine. punching people on the school bus or yeah. right right they're not gonna like, have it they're yeah. gonna yeah. well Ange might say well annette it's her tw- identical twin i'm sure oh, they probably sure. had a moment here then sure yeah that's funny but that's yeah. crazy yeah let me hit on a couple other okay things yeah right. um so there there are a few other things that go either way in terms of uh, whether they're a risk or not. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned them and I wanted to, I just made a note. One is substance use yeah, um, and another is mental illness. So let me just hit on both yeah. those things. Okay. Yeah. Um, substance abuse, the answer is it depends. Okay. It really does. Like if you've got somebody on cocaine, mm-hmm. their risk of violence is much higher because mm. they're just hopped up, mm. right? You got somebody smoking weed the risk of violence is pretty much low lower they're just looking for doritos <laughs> they're man. Right. And mountain dew that's they're all watching, they're yeah they're they're watching cartoon network yeah. and eating doritos yeah yeah in somebody's basement right. somewhere right and and that's almost not a stereotype as far no, as I, like, I, they're 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 so dialed down that their risk of violence is lower than the average person yeah okay and so substance use is it cuts either way drinking yeah even drinking it depends yeah on where you are in drinking. Me, okay. What I mean is there's a point where someone is actually disinhibited and they're more likely to brawl. Oh. And then there's a point where they're flattened out and they're less likely mm. to brawl. All right. So it so it's a it's a much more complicated question yeah, than yeah. that. But yeah, drinking is a risk factor for violence. Yeah. Uh, any kind of stimulant or similar mm. thing is a risk factor. But yeah. a lot of like anything that's like dialing you down is is it's going to do the opposite the opposite Mm -hmm. same thing with mental illness there's some forms of mental illness that actually make you at a greater risk for violence but most forms of mental illness put you at no risk or lower Mm -hmm. so for example if somebody has an anxiety disorder the risk for violence pretty low Mm. right it's it's right generally speaking yeah but if they have schizophrenia that involves command hallucinations that say you need to go to this place and you and know, do something, do do something or yeah. I need to blow up the RV in downtown Nashville. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And oh. he, he wasn't having hallucinations, but he had delusional thoughts. Right. Um, anything that involves delusional thoughts or hallucinations or things like that puts you in a much, much higher risk. Okay. So again, the point that I'm trying to make here is yeah. let's get away from simplistic solutions. And if we're going to live well around this topic, we need to be willing to entertain what does the research really say? What yeah. do we really know? And get away from this sort of this these yeah. these easy answers that are just platitudes around. Yeah, sure, that's yeah. good, right? And because because we all pretty much now, I I I don't know a lot of people that have been touched by some version of this violence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and and that's why we're doing this today is because it's incumbent on us to be good citizens with this. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. It, we're in a culture that. For the the rate of gun violence and gun death for the United States is astronomically higher than any other industrialized country. Mm-hmm. It's almost hard to graph it. Mm. If you look at a graph, it looks like the Empire State Building and then one-story buildings. Wow! I mean, it really is almost to that. It's off the charts. Wow. It is off the charts. We have, particularly with gun violence and gun-related deaths, mm-hmm. yeah. it is, um, we, we are enormously violent now other people would say well we're not the most per capita yeah if you compare yourself to somalia yeah, right. or other third right. world countries right right you're yeah. correct but compared to other industrialized yeah. countries yeah we're, yeah, we're, we're 
doing very, very poorly. Do you put suicide in that? Yeah. Uh, as violence? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gun deaths would include suicide. Okay. And suicides are way up there in terms of the number of accounted for gun deaths. Mm -hmm. Most gun deaths are suicide or homicide of a person known to the person. Right. The, the minority are the things that catch our attention, like the mass shootings. Right. right. I will also say that if, if we were doing this um, podcast in the 90s, let's say 1994, and you're like, our country is more violent than it's ever been before, mm -hmm. the answer would be yes. If you asked me that question in 2010, the answer would have been no. And if you ask it now, it's still no, but wow. it's trending back up. Mm, okay. So the on the graph... So we, 90s were bad. We peaked in the 90s. Wow. For whatever You could come up with whatever your you know, sociopolitical theory is. Yeah. But then from mid-90s down until recent years, the trend line for violence is much lower than it was. I mean, we're, we're looking at 1960s level. Huh. Um, wow. For, That's actually really surprising. Yeah. I mean, and maybe it's just because it's so... We get it immediately right. too with... But what is, what's interesting is that in that context, we're seeing more mass shootings now. Okay. And that's been a fairly recent. So that number has, has gone up. It's not it's just hearing about recently. it more recently. It's gone yeah. up. And okay. by recently, I mean within the last three years, okay. four years, something like that. Yeah. So uh. we're seeing those numbers don't account for the majority of gun deaths or gun violence, but those mass shootings, which have the potential to have ripple effects. Yeah, yeah. So you look at the mass shooting that happened here in in um, Nashville, you know, it's the people that were there, it's their families, it's the people that know those families, and mm -hmm. then it's everybody else that gets touched Somehow by that. Connected. Yeah. Any school teacher, yeah. right. any parent of a young kid, yeah. it just ripples out. So those things have particularly big communal yeah. impact. Um, by the way, the other, the, 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 the mass shooting in the U.S. that had the most casualties and the most wounded was the mass shooting in Las Vegas. Yeah, Las Vegas. And what's interesting about that is that in in a weird sort of way is also a Nashville shooting because I cannot tell you the number of people that are tied to Nashville that were part of that music mm -hmm. festival oh, that, yeah. that were affected by that. Because right. it was a country music festival and a lot of people were there. A lot of right. people uh, as, as uh, performers, uh -huh. as uh, just, just go tenders, goers. Right. Yeah, totally. So it, that actually has... It had ripple impact impacts. out here. Yeah, yeah, in Nashville in a big way. That's that's the shooting that has the most casualties of any in, in U.S. history. Right, yeah. So our our, our uh, community, Nashville, has been very affected by right. these mass shootings and by gun violence. Right. And what moves, and just so give people just a little glimpse into what moves people off of the violent violence, what moves them, um, and, and from a what I've been telling people, like they want to know what to do. They mm -hmm. want to know, well, I'm not a violent person. I'm not going to go shooting, anybody, but I also want to be part of the solution for our mm -hmm. culture. Yeah. And what I've been telling people is <clears throat> be kind to the marginalized. Mm -hmm. um, talk to people that you wouldn't normally talk mm -hmm. to. Allow people to be seen. Yeah. Um, tell somebody if you see something that's out of out of order that can do something about it those are you know basic things uh one for protection but also to help people know that they're part of the community and not ostracized from it mm -hmm. that's but that's kind of what i've been telling people when they meet with me and they want to know like i'm 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 at a loss what yeah. do we what do we do about this and and so from but from a psychology standpoint there is this we can understand that this is a complex difficult and it's not simplistic and i'm not trying to say that what i'm saying will solve this right. problem right. but it may keep one person from from that moment of despair where mm -hmm. they decide to take action yeah mm. i agree with everything you said the things i would add to it would be i think it's really our responsibility to push ourselves off of our um let's use the word political positions yeah. and be open to what do we really know? Mm. And so if we, if, if we hold these, 
you know, it's this or it's violent video games or it's prayer in school or it's this or whatever it might be. Right. To be willing to look at, do we know that that's true? Because you don't want to go down a path that looks like you're doing something helpful and you're really not. Right. Right. But you also want to be open and not close to other solutions that may cut against your political bias. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I think that's one piece of that. The other is I'd really push people away from this all or nothing thinking of, well, that's not going to solve all of it. Right. right? If there is a path forward that, that reduces it. Yeah. yeah. um, Then let's be open to reducing. Yeah. We don't have to come up with this miracle moment where if we do X and Y, then we have gun violence. Yeah. But just in the way that we've solved other, or not solved, but addressed other social problems, if we can make something less bad yeah. and move it forward in, in making it culturally better. Right. We should. We should. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so ruling out anything, it's just like, well, that's not going to solve it. Right. It's like, well, would it make it better? Right. Yeah. It's good, yeah. Dave. So I think if people can have the willingness right. to look beyond their own political, whether that's on the right or the left, mm-hmm. look at what do we really know, and then also be willing to to take incremental steps yeah. that have an accumulated accumulating effect. Yeah, that's good. That's, um, that's good. So yeah, I, I I think that's on a big picture what I would do. The right. things you said also are really important too. Well, yeah, as a church, as a right. as a community of believers, I think that's part of bringing Jesus to the world mm-hmm. is saying, okay, for those of you who are on the fringes, those of you who feel marginalized, we want to be a community for yeah. you. Yeah. So it's really good. I, that's this is just a hard hard conversation yeah it's a hard topic and it is and we're aware that there are people maybe even listening that violence is a part of their life yeah mm-hmm. either right. because of their job or because what's going on in their home, home right and th- this is something that either deeply affects them now or right has deeply affected them in the past yeah. right and so again my my strong um push here is for us to be good citizens in this, mm. right? To right. think well about it, yeah. to equip ourselves with good ways to think about it, yeah. not get um, in our little ideological silos, yeah. to problem solve it, be open to solutions and possibilities, yeah. to treat people well, to direct people to the right kind of care right. mm-hmm. where, they, where they can get it and get help. Yeah. All of those things. But I think it's... Uh, Given the culture that we live in now, it's our responsibility. Right. Yeah. And don't be defeated by it. Right. Because once you're defeated by it, you give into it. Mm-hmm. Once you give into it, you don't see it anymore. Yeah. And your compassion goes away. Mm-hmm. And if you if you can't empathize with the victims of this, you will find yourself being hardened to the whole thing. Right. So don't let yourself go there. That's and good. if and if you are experiencing violence in any way towards you, please reach out to us. Um, you can find us in the show notes. Any of us would would be glad to talk to you. Yeah. Um, but don't don't stay in that violent situation. Yeah. And don't stay in silence. Right. right. Yeah. Right. right. Yep. Tell people and reach out. Yep. It's good. So well thanks you guys. Yep. Yeah. I I'd like to say that was fun. I'm not I'm not sure what that was. The first part was fun. Yeah, yeah right. And then the then second part serious. was serious. Serious. Yeah. yeah. And we and there may important. be there may be follow up that we need depending on what yeah. feedback we get about yeah. Let's get more, even more practical yeah. if we need to. Yeah. Um, but I think we, we yeah. are kind of putting, putting a framework out there to say, let's, yeah. let's equip ourselves so that we can enter into this cultural moment and this cultural place well. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thank you for listening to Journey on My Mind, a podcast brought to you by Journey Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. If you have any questions or feedback, we'd love to hear from you. You can email Kevin at kevin at journeytn.com or text us at 615-861-9503. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with our latest episodes and join us as we continue to explore the intersection of science and faith.